You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, before we start this week's episode, this is Tom. Uh, we have a premiere um, of a band who that is near and dear to my heart, um, a band called Confusion from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, this summer, Confusion is re, uh, releasing a discography called Storm the Walls, 1990 to 1994. The vinyls being done by Generation Records and Days Records is doing the CD and digital Um just a very, very important band, uh, very influential on a lot of the stuff that is, um, you know, that's popular now. All these years later, um, a mixture of like death metal and and New York hardcore, sort of uh, if 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 outburst and and the band Death played shows together, they'd sound like confusion. Um, this is the title track from that discography called "Storm the Walls." Check it out. Yeah, I'm in so away, trapped in a well-stopped bed. Just 
Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am Tom. And I'm broadcasting from Agalala. Uh, does that seem right? Nebraska. Is Agal- Agalala? I'm I think they don't Agalala. say that. Ogalala? It's, it's, do we go short O or long O? I don't know. Uh, Everybody, it's someplace in, I think Ogalala. It's someplace in Nebraska Ogalala that's shooting nice. for quaint. It's, it's uh, probably... 25 minutes from the border of uh, Colorado and uh, I'm just and Wyoming. I'm over Wyoming and I'm just grateful to be here. Uh, what about you fellas? Hell yeah. Um, it's the County seat of Keith County. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Uh, the mayor's name is, De- is Deb Schiltz. Oh man. Well, man you should um, go check in. Yeah. Deb. What's the, what's the, uh, what's Deb. the state bird, I guess. Mm, good question. State bird of Nebraska. Tom, can you pull that? Yeah, hold on. Let me. Jesus. I, um, oh. Who's the guy from Rogan that looks everything up? Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, look that up. Did I, did I totally make that up? Oh, I did. Okay, cool. Um, state bird. When I, last time I stayed in, uh, in Nebraska, I stayed right outside of Sydney, which I'd say is probably another... Ah, uh, forty-five minutes or so up the road from where you are right now. The Western Meadowlark was designated designated the Nebraska State Bird by legislative action in 1929. Mm. The Western Meadowlark is abundant throughout the state and is noted for its joyous song. Mm. There was nothing else going on in 1929 other than making legislation on who Nebraska's bird was. Mm. 1929. I can't, 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 yeah. No, it was, it was depressing. <laughs> well, you know, they needed something to lift the people up. Sure, I'm it's sure that helped. Like, yeah, you can't eat. But, yeah. I've seen grapes. I read Grapes of Wrath. Um, a, a book I love in a weird way. Um, you got to love those Okies. Um, <clears throat> yo, guys, let's, uh, let's thank our sponsors and get into the business today. Let's do it. Uh, thank you, too. Uh, what do you I'll want say I'll say the go names and you guys make the noises this time. Okay, okay? go for it. To live a lie. Whoop, whoop. Not that great. I want Bob to do these because I'll do Bob them all. all right, <clears throat> if it's all in me, go for it. Give me. Let's start over. All right, Tom. You. I, I, this is all on Bob. I'm going to do one. Tom, you do one. All right. Patrick's doing too. that so we can remember. So, so in case so thank, you thank you too. Thank you. Thank you too. To live a lie records. Wee wee wee. They're 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 from the UK. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Convulse Records. Honk, honk. Man, it's, it's getting worse. <laughs> Thank you too. Mm. Run for co- you make it look easy. Run for right. cover records. Beep 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 beep. Oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> and thank you too. Closed casket activities. Bring, 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 bring. It's not so easy, is it, Bob? <laughs> That's fine. Did, was there a theme? You, you, you resort to like weird moans half the time, so I, it's not hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Bob was alerting people as he was in whatever kind of vehicle. Various vehicle. Bike, Thank you. A motorcycle. I mean, uh, uh, an ambulance amp. I, the last one was tough. The um, the the like uh, bike uh, bell. The bring, bring. Yeah, yeah. Bring, bring. very tough. Uh, um, okay, so uh, let's let's talk about some hardcore. Do you know who we're pumping today? Do you know who we're pumping today? No, we got to give the reads. Closed casket activities, closed casket activities.com. 
As was my theme with various vehicles, we are promoting the Vamachara No Roses on My Grave record that is out uh, very soon. Oh, shit. Uh, comes out April 25th. Uh, nine tracks of, quote, unrelenting metallic hardcore. Uh, yo, I, I think that's true. I, I don't think there's anything to be be un, untruthful on that. Cool-looking record cover, cool-looking vinyl. I'm actually pretty curious to see what Vamachara comes with on this. Uh, Low-key thing I really like. The names on this record, the song titles, cool. Just cool. Uh, Anathema, Desires Decreased, and one of my favorite words, Nemesis. Mm. Cool word. So good song titles. Uh if you're familiar with Vamachara or some, would you say Vamachara or would you say Vamakara? Fuck, man. <clears throat> I know. Uh, I think it's Vamachara. I don't know. Uh, Me I too. Know. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm at that. So Vamachara, uh, recorded and mixed by Taylor Young of The Pit. It's heavy. It's hard. Got to check it out. If you like Closed Casket, you should probably get on this one. Closedcasketactivities.com. Vamachara, no roses on my grave. The singles up and is dope, mm. dope, dope, dope. <clears throat> and let's go over to our other friends. Run for cover records. Runforcoverrecords.com. Making this one quick, easy. Patrick, you're on tour with three other bands. What are those three other bands' names right now? Uh, it, uh, in order of uh, uh, where they're on the bill. Web, Just web name them. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anxious. Uh huh. Daddy and the hyena. We're going to talk not about Anxious, Run for Cover Recording Artists, but we're going to talk about Webbed Wing. But we're not going to talk about Webbed Wing. We're going to talk about a band a few of those fellows were in before called Super Heaven. Mm. Uh, some people will know that Super Heaven many, many, many moons ago was called Daylight. And their debut LP was called Jar. Kind of a big deal. A record people really still look back at uh, very fondly. I think it's actually a fantastic record. There is a 10th year... 10 year anniversary edition which blows my mind doesn't feel like it should be that old updated artwork updated shirt designs uh i have a feeling looking at the style that taylor madison was involved in those designs which kind of rips always loves his uh designs so check it out uh go order that at runforcoverrecords.com super heaven rips uh if you aren't familiar with this record <sighs> It's tuneful, it's alty, it's heavy, it's just cool. Uh, it gets grouped in with the, you know, the top of the pops of the run for cover, like that era, era, that era, Tiger Jaw, Title Fight, Turnover, Citizen, etc. But this one kind of to me, in the same way as if you look at the grunge era, the bands, even though they're grouped together, they don't all sound the same. I, I think you could say that about this. But Super Heaven always had their own thing going on. Um, and I think if you like alt and grunge stuff, uh, this is should be a slow pitch to you. So go check that out, Super Heaven Jar. Even if you don't need to buy it, go stream it right now. You'll, you'll love it. Runforcoverrecords.com. Check that out. Was that quick and quick and easy? We good? Works for me. We got well, we got we got judgmental Patrick today. <laughs> no, really listen. For it. You think you're better than me? Oh, listen, oh, listen. Oh, I'm oh, just oh, in oh, producer oh, mode. 
Uh, are we ready to talk hardcore yet? Or do we have anything Let's else? Let's go. How you doing? How you feeling? No, we're gone. Uh, How you doing? Listen, I'm good. Mostly for Tom, because we already know you're you're at a hotel room in Ogallala. Tom, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm all right, man. I'm ready to fucking record. Hell yeah. Shout out to um friend of the podcast, a Brody King. Mm. Won a title the other night on pay-per-view. Oh, shit. That's yeah. nice. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. And um, had his kid and his son, Dante, in the ring with him. It was very cute. Great energy. It was awesome. It was really cool. It was cool to see. So congrats to him. A shout out to Brody King. Very cool. Amazing to see uh, from afar what that dude has done. Um, because, uh, yo, there's a lot of people who try their hand at that art. And there's a lot of people who only get so far. Shout out to all of them. To see someone that is a step away going and doing not just things, but big things, that's wild. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, here, Jim Ross, I talk about your... He's like, there's a big son of a bitch. <laughs> pretty great. It's like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> it's like pretty funny. Yo, true yeah. story. True story. I mean, it's a true story. And next big, time I see him, I'm going to call him. He's a large fellow. So congrats. Um, all right. Well, so uh, news of the day, Patrick, uh, you are on tour. Uh, you are in Ogallala, and you are feeling pretty good. Everything's going well on tour. Give us the update. Uh, you mentioned Daylight and Super Heaven. Uh, yes. The gentleman traveling with a shout out to Dookie uh, is a Southern Californian uh, Mexican kid who he kept saying, oh, that's the dude from Super Haven. And, and after like four times, we go, yeah, are you saying Haven or Heaven? And he goes, I'm ESL, bro. bro. <laughs> Which I think is the, he says wow. I'm ESL anytime he gets something wrong, which I think is the funniest fucking thing. And like I want to bust it out myself, but I don't think anybody would believe me unless they thought I was like Belarusian or some shit. But well, you know, I, I, you wow. might be able to make an argument. I'm not sure. I'm I'm ESL, bro. Anyway, uh, yo, Webwing has some real fucking tracks. I just want to bring it to people's attention. They're they're awesome. Webwing is great, great, yeah. great. Uh, you can listen to them on one of our old episodes, actually. Oh, there you go, yeah. Got a full live, live set with yeah, us. Live on Actron, yeah. They rep. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, on tour, having a good time. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the dyed-in-the-wool hardcore kids that come uh, to drug church shows and uh, uh, have the right energy for it. Because... We do mixed bills. There's a lot of uh, uh, like young people or people who haven't been to a ton of hardcore shows, and uh, I'm relying on like the 26 year old like Mr. Mosh fucking stage dive king to uh, grasp what's going on and not fucking hurt anybody. And each night I get my I get what I want. You know what I mean? Like people aren't hurting each other. So thank you to everybody. Uh, appreciate that very much. I like how you deputize people like you. You're a person of larger carriage. <laughs> you're catching. You know, hey, you, Mr. Mosh, stage dive king. I, I did it. Like he points out people at the shows and was like, you're you, you in the hat in uh, your response in Brockton. I did it to uh, uh, Colin of uh, Colin of Arabia. Oh, I saw the video. <laughs> so I, I say he looked at you like, what the fuck are you saying right now? <laughs> so I say. <laughs> And I was like, you're getting too close, man. <laughs> I said, Colin, how's your – I'm going the other way. I bet he loved the energy. He probably did, yeah. But he looked – like Pat's like talking to him like bands feeding back and everything. And I hear Pat having like – looking at like he's like having a conversation about like and – I, and I can't believe they traded Brady. Listen, it was – he was up front and I was about to send a ton of kids into him. So I said, 
Colin, how's your back? And he goes, shit. Okay. And, and I said, <laughs> and I just gave him a look like, mm. <laughs> because yeah. I knew it, like we we're going to start in one second and I was going to send kids off of him. <laughs> so I was like, uh, Let's be realistic. Still, probably the still the strongest dude in the room. Oh, so yeah. his shitty back is probably better than most. Yeah, people. I mean, I honestly uh, shout out to that whole Brockton scene. That uh, those people were really good to us. It was like uh, didn't know what to expect. You know, people people kind of like uh, they lionize Brockton in how shitty it is, right? And mm. and uh, that's like a uh, you know Philly does that. There's certain towns that do that. Oakland does that. They'll be like they'll be like kind of like proud of like yeah, the, yeah. the difficult. The rough yeah. edges, sure. So I, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, uh, firstly, the people of Brockton all acknowledge that it is fucking rougher than shit. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also take a lot of pride in uh, trying to do their best there. So uh, it was a really nice time. Uh, you know, pure VFW show. Uh, it looked, it looked insane. Yeah, really. Video. I mean, just like fun. Really yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, did you get interviewed by the the guy that was doing the local it's like, news report? Uh, I forget his name. I think his name was Matt, like Matt on the street or something. Uh, n- no, uh, I did not. I met him afterwards. Uh, nice guy. Uh, people say people from the area said they really like him because uh, he does like a uh, he does a subtle and fun job of delineating towns. Uh, so he'll go to one. Uh, you know, Boston outside South shore, North shore, whatever area town mm. and talk to them about their region, their very specific stuff. And everybody, yes. from, everybody funny. from that town gets a kick out of it. But then everybody who's ever, everybody ad- adjacent to that town is, is sitting around going, Oh yeah, that that's why it's for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh everybody got a kick out it of it. Nailed win. And it was uh, honestly cool to, to uh, have, kind of a local news flavor. It's been a long time since I experienced that at a show, you know, that, th- that used to happen every once in a while, but, uh, I hadn't seen that in a long time. Um, but fun, fun tour. Uh, uh, those dates were great. Uh, so far all the dates that we're doing on this thing are great. Uh, anxious, uh, still really enjoying their moment. A lot of energy around that band. Uh, it's just cool. Mm. Thanks for everybody that came so far. Oh, thanks. I just went looking. Do do any of the members of Anxious ask you what were the 1900s I like? I did or, get asked what no. Ink and Dagger was, uh, yeah, yeah. and I had to had to explain that. And the uh, the result was I don't like it. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so, uh, but they gave it a shot. Um, so you probably framed uh, it. There was somebody that you were like, "Yo, don't forget." I need to shout yeah, them out you. on the podcast. I was just podcast. about to do that. Oh, yeah. Thank in, in Grand you. Rapids, a, a gentleman uh, gave me uh, uh, some desserts, some vegan desserts. And uh, I left the box in the hotel. I ate it, but I left the box in the hotel room. So I don't have uh, the name of the establishment right in front of me. Uh, just hit me. I would love to give you a shout out. They were delicious. I particularly like the raspberry tartish uh, sort of thing. Um, but th- thank you to everybody that does that type of shit. That's really kind. We, a lot of people, uh, tell me they're regular listeners and, and that shit's very cool. Thank you. Good Lord. Please believe Tom and I would also appreciate free food when you see <laughs> yeah, us. Sure. That's totally cool. Anytime. <laughs> I don't care uh, on the street. If I'm riding on a bus to like 56th and 8th street, just drop me some banana bread, whatever I'm, I'm in. Um, I'm trying I, to look at the. Is it once? Is it 
Rise Authentic Baking Company. Uh, mm. I, it, it's so it's actually an I think it's like an hour outside or maybe forty five minutes to an hour outside of uh, uh, Grand Rapids, and I just looked on the Google Maps and I could not find anything in exactly that space. So I don't I don't know. Uh, apologies to this fella. I, I, I don't want to make the whole episode about uh, doing detective work, but uh, I mean we could. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I mean it's fun. This it vegan bakery detectives is a fun, fun bit. Let's go. Um, so we like Pat would really like to thank. So here we go, and yeah, then you can true. you can just put it in there. Let's get some AI thanks in there. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, da, 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 da. We did a live did. podcast since the last time oh, we yeah. recorded. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That was very fun. Um, thank you to everybody well. who came out. Uh, we'll have that up on Patreon uh, soon enough. Uh, we played a fun game. Maybe we'll do a version of that game here at some point uh, with different questions, so it'll be unique. Um, and thank you to all the homies who played the game. We, we had a real like roll call of friends come through and do that. Did you guys know we were playing up against Gorilla Biscuits? Like, you know, just like at nine ninety five. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I did because when we were like, oh, maybe we'll get Walter as a guest, and I was like. If he's in Philadelphia and he's playing at probably four o'clock, you so did say that. I did. Nobody pays attention to me. Nobody pays. Oh, it. But I was do, like, because that's who we thought. Like, oh, we should have somebody on. And I'm like, who better than Walter? And I was like, oh, they sold out two nights in at the church in Philly. That's and right. I was like, the second day is like an afternoon show. Shout out those look those shows look pretty lit. So. Yeah, they did. Um, Patrick, who would have been a better guest, Walter or your dad? <laughs> I mean, we've had Walter. We haven't had my dad in earnest, so I guess my dad, he would have had no idea what was going on. Like Carmelo Anthony, still one of the best players oh, in New York State. You should talk to him about the Knicks. The Knicks are actually fun right now, and they might, uh, they might be. He might be enjoying watching them. So that's kind of a thing. I mean, yeah, they won been, nine in a row as as I'm, of this recording. I'm having to come to terms, Tom, with the fact that it's actually sort of fun to watch the Knicks. I feel. I think I've been traumatized because the last time I even enjoyed watching them a little bit was the weird David Lee era Knicks where they were oh, totally ripping apart the roster, but like still were sort of fun and frisky. This team's yeah. like a, a, a version of that on steroids. So when the Knicks are good, New York City is a completely different world. Yeah, no, no Honestly, question. You know. S- straight up, even though like the Yankees are a bigger deal, I think the Mets are probably a bigger deal. It's just football's bigger than basketball pretty much everywhere. I don't know about in the city, but you know, but when the Knicks are good, it, it feels different in New York. It's cool. So have you heard that they might have to move Madison Square Garden? No. What's the story <laughs> on that? It's nuts. So I I read an article. Sorry, everybody. I'm gonna give some no, uh, it'll be two seconds. <clears throat> so they're trying to redo Penn Station. So Penn yeah. Station is like the main um or artery in in Manhattan where all like Long Island Railroad, New Jersey Transit, and uh, Amtrak uses as like their main hub, right? Yeah. So it's fucking god awful. It's literally it's it's the most y- utilized um, subway like uh, uh, railway stop in America. That but that feels like a giant porta potty. It's the worst. So, but it's underneath Madison Square Garden where the Knicks yep. and Rangers play. So, um. They, you know, Dolan, this guy, John Dolan, James Dolan, who owns the Knicks and the Rangers, also owns has like this lease on the MSG, on MSG. So he wanted to have the lease in perpetuity, like forever. So in 2013, they voted on it. 
And they're like, no, nah, you got another 10 years. So the lease ends up ends on in July of 2023. Whoa. And they're like, well, what you know, they usually kowtow to whatever he wants, but um he doesn't pay property tax. Mm. He's like, which has cost the city eight hundred million dollars. Yep. So they're looking, exactly. there's a there's a um a Hooters across <laughs> the street. That they're thinking about like trying to like eminent domain or buy that whole area and like move MSG like across Seventh Avenue. And it's like the third or fourth time it's moved. It's not it's not yeah, yeah. Bad, you know. <clears throat> but yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Eight hundred million dollars. No. There's poor there's people living on the streets all around that place. Eight hundred million dollars. Eight hundred million dollars. So imagine that you're being your taxes. It's an awful lot of soup at the uh, soup line there. Seriously, because um, there's if anybody's familiar, there's actually like several uh, uh, soup lines, like uh, food every morning down. Yeah, the street. there's like drop-in centers. Yeah. There's a bunch of different shelters around there and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, so. MSG. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Patrick's show's been going well. Our I live show was very fun. Yeah. Thank you, everybody who came out. That was super fun. Uh, like we said beforehand, not sure when we're going to do it again. It's cool. Uh, uh, we'll be taking offers for airfare to uh, England or Australia or other foreign countries. Grand we'll, Rapids, we'll, even? Yeah, Grand Rapids, foreign country. We'll do it. I'll go anywhere. Um, there we go. Um, would you guys like to talk... Some extemporaneous hardcore. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Sorry, I didn't eat dinner. I'm solo dad this whole week, so I didn't really eat, but I'm not going to torture y'all. <coughs> that Kit Kat for dinner is really hitting it. Um, i seen that movie with Michael yeah. Keaton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I know. Um, Mr. There we go. Uh, is the fine art of a cover song dead uh i just saw uh, uh seb from regulate sing an afi song on twitter like live or just like by himself uh, in his room no that two minutes to midnight they do like these like uh cover songs yes like, yes yes every once in a while and this one happened to be seb colin young and Bo from harm's way oh so okay I don't mean like that. I mean... Like at a show. Yeah, when a band plays a cover at a show and what that means and what it does. This was actually uh, one of several different uh, potential talking points that we didn't get to during the live (laughs) recording. Okay, hold on. First, just But the fine art of a cover song. Let's establish. Well... It's cheat code. Go, go, go. I want to talk about the cover songs that we've seen through oh Pat through the that. eras. <laughs> what was the number one cover song when you were a kid? Um filler. Okay. Uh Maybe. I, I did see a good amount of minor threat covers. I saw um As one. Oh, there was a little as one yeah, there was a little especially post Rabies yeah. death. Uh, right, it was ninety seven. Um a lot of Gorilla Biscuits, like I think New Direction. New Direction, I've lot. seen a lot. A lot. And you covered two Gorilla Biscuit songs. Which ones? New Direction. Start today and New yeah. Direction. Yep, those, yep, those make sense. Start today was a little harder to pull off because it's such a great song, but also 
and the and the harmonica, which we would just give the mic to somebody and they'd mouth it. That's that's fun. Uh, so, uh, Inside Out, uh, No Spiritual Big, Surrender, yep. uh, Burning Fight. You know, I um, went to a saw a show where literally the entire seven inch was covered. Yeah, not intentionally, just happened to be. Each uh, band did their own. I mean, they just happened to pick their own songs. Uh, I'm trying to. What else? What else was on your list? What, do you, what else? Did waiting you waiting room. I've seen ten thousand times. Have you? Uh, you know what? I want to say this. I believe prior to seeing Scowl do part of Waiting Room at Sound of Fury last yeah. summer, I think I'd maybe seen one cover, maybe two. Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, they did. That's all I know. That's the one I saw do it. Yeah, that's literally the only one I can think of doing it and being able to pull it off. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I, what else do I see a lot? Um, I would actually see... Part of it was locality, and part of it was shows I was going to. I saw a fair amount of Bad Brains covers. Whoa! Did anybody um, pull them off? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, um, uh, this band, the Degenerics, New Jersey oh, yeah. kind of thing. They they pulled off pretty well. Really talented players in that band. I also saw Breakdown do a Bad Brains cover, and it was very good. And yo, not for nothing, saw both JJ Age of Quarrel no. Harley, I think I saw Harley Mags do a, a Bad Brains cover, and when they were both actually doing it full on, Chromags, Chromags doing a Bad Brains cover really worked. They they you know based the band off it, so it, it clearly was a, a nice fit. So I saw a good and amount of know, Bad Brains cover. Knows him. Yeah, he, he's. he's <laughs> I wonder where can we hear some more stories about that? Yeah, it was like it was bad. Yeah. Little band, the Bad Brains. Um, Taj Mahal in '87. I get it. <clears throat> um, Ital. Um, I'm trying to think what other covers. Patrick. What else did you say? Any Youth of Today covers? Uh, in my life, I have, but it, it's not, it hasn't been big. Um, I would say uh, Upstate saw its fair amount of hate breed covers. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. A little Earth Crisis. I haven't seen very much. I've seen some Fire I haven't seen very much of the right. crisis. Mm. I think I might have seen more death. You know what? I wonder. Crisis, honestly, um, who who have I seen that's? Uh, um, I'm trying to think of uh, by eras. I'm trying to think. Right. Uh, oh oh oh! Yeah. I didn't see this a lot, but I was touring and playing shows with locals during the time that trash talk was really ascendant. So mm-hmm. you would see locals uh, like, you know, one of fours or whatever, occasionally mm. bust out a ceremony or a trash talk song. There was that, wow. there was that era. That's a, um, that's, that's fun and weird, but like shows awesome. how big those bands uh, were. Uh, yo, ahead, we don't man. talk about it enough. Those bands in their like, you know, power violence adjacent era, you know, whatever yep. we want to call yep. that. Uh, those bands really made a huge impact on local scenes. Uh, they played everywhere and people really took to it and not to knock any of the bands, but like at that stage in their career, it was easy enough to play. You know what I mean? So it really connected and people, I mean, the idea that somebody would be doing a, a ceremony cover f- five months out from ceremony play in their town is nuts. <laughs> here's, here's if, you went, if you were a kid, and you went and saw like trash talk or ceremony at that time. You'd be like, "What of the fuck? This it's like, it's fast and it's heavy, and the singers are not like it, it's it's exactly what you want your first punk hardcore band to be. 
And and you got to remember. Well, Tom, you put it. You put it in not so many words. I'll, I'm going to paint it out. Both those bands are exemplary and very good at what they did. But in in the way they did it, in not the way they did it, but what they were doing, it felt attainable. It felt like, yo, do we got a crazy person in our town? Yeah, Tall Bill is crazy. Let's get him to sing for our fast band. We're going to play as fast as we can, and we're going to have him go crazy, and we can write one-and-a-half-minute songs with a hard breakdown. Go. And I think that's really important, and it's kind of funny because... We talk about gateway bands, and I, Patrick, I, th- I think Drug Church is actually a low-key, very important gateway band right now, and obviously Turnstile's having a moment, and there's a lot of other bands. I, I think low-key also Angel Dust is bigger than we know they were in the last five years in terms of influence and reaching lots of young people, because I've started to hear their guitar sound in a lot of stuff. Um, but I think the bands like Trash Talk or Ceremony in their moment that's like the two key authentication is like, all right, what was the band that got you in the door? What was your gateway band? Then what's the band that made you go, shit, I can do this. Well, like solidified. You're like, this is something I enjoy. This is something else. Well, this is something I enjoy or I, I think I can do it. I think I can yeah. do something like this or put my own spin. And that's, I want that to be seen as the highest form of compliment to those acts because yo, there were a million bands trying to do what Trash Talk did, trying to do what Ceremony did. They were not as good as Trash Talk and were not as good as Ceremony. No. Not even close, but should be even more flattered that they inspired this way. Whereas, yo, I, I'm willing to bet, given timing, there were kids who came in through Comeback Kid, couldn't really do Comeback Kid, but then at the next show saw a band like Ceremony, saw a band like Trash Talk, and were like, oh, I think I could do this. Or I think I can try to do something like this. Not as technical, different kind of, not quite, it, whatever. Everybody out there knows I'm a bigger ceremony fan than a Comeback Kid fan. But what I'm saying is there's a band who gets you in the door, and then there's the band who takes you by the hand and makes you go, I think I can do this. And that's kind of impressive. And it's crazy to think of how often that would happen, the five months later cover. I'm trying to think of who, I've always said that Sick of It All is the band that made me realize that it could be like you could have fun doing it that uh it mm-hmm. like it really made a huge impact on me as a kid uh but i'm trying to think of what i saw that made me think distinctly because they were great right and being great is not easy it, like you might be inspired by greatness but it, it's great great on stage can be intimidating when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. When you saw them, the times that you saw them when you were a kid, <clears throat> you would have some fucking audacity to be like, I could do this. That's yes. right. So, well, and you think about it, they're probably playing a, a, not some big club, but they're playing somewhere. And when you go see them, it's going to sound not exactly like the record, but just as good. Right. And you see a band who's a, a couple steps closer to you, and you go, oh my God, this energy is palpable. This is what's pulling me in. Yeah. Right, on so, the floor there, right, yeah. right. All those weird intangible things. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of who really like might've made, given me this distinct impression that this is a doable, uh, a doable thing. Could it have like, been like 108? Um, or a local band, like I'm a local, thinking, like thinking a local. Line, I mean, or listen, we can, you know, people can make jokes. Maybe it's like a, a, a passe style to some, but one king down was certainly fucking hot as fuck in, in Albany. You know what I mean? Those shows were really fun. Would make anyone want to uh, do that type of music. Right. Um, across town, also incredible across player. town, devoid of faith was always playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh only saw them like once or twice. Uh, that was a different sort of thing, but I could see that mm-hmm. also wanting to make somebody play music. But actually, you know what? I got to give a shout out to both those scenes in Albany. Inspired a lot of people to pick up instruments uh, because, uh, you know, it, it was it was fun. People were having a good time and, and that, that always pushes people into doing. I also want to say specifically to that, I think that having that binary... It's not to say that that's all there was in Albany. You know, there was more. But it seemed from the outside that there was the One King Down style scene and then the Devoid of Faith scene, the gloom scene. And you really got a chance to choose one or the other. And sometimes having those two things can make each stronger and, and creates just creates interesting stuff happening in a place. Right, that tension. Sure. And, and, and I feel like I missed out on a good portion of the Troy stuff because when I started going to shows, it, those were the Troy bands were on some mixed bills with kind of like the new school or, or like of the moment hardcore for sure. Uh, but I missed the like really insular Troy pride sort of era. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I'd be curious. I mean, I might've stuck out like a sore thumb at those fucking shows, but I I would have been curious to see more of them than I did. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I always bemoan that people couldn't get along well enough to have these shows integrate better, but Bob raises a good point. Like, you know, they kind of, uh, in some respects they feed off of each other. And as long as nobody's being like a bitter asshole about it or whatever, all, all good, you know? And, and, and I mean, yo, it, it just gives the kid who goes to the one and just can't gel on it, can't vibe on what's going on the alternative and they go with that now there's going to be a lot of people in the middle who go oh shit i don't really want to wear a black leather vest and i also um don't feel comfortable getting kicked in the face by somebody wearing pants that are too big right but i do sort of like this music in general all that said you know it's it the dichotomy the juxtaposition in hindsight it's fucking interesting and fascinating and to see how similar two things in a relatively small place, um, how alike they can be, but then how the fine details are what mattered and those weird little differences separated a thing even in a small place. That's for sure. Uh, so, so I mean, all this is to, to kind of to loop it back to my original question. You, you actually maybe surreptitiously kind of got to there. Cover songs were this really interesting thing that you'd see that were like the oral traditions in hardcore, right? This is oral history. It wasn't... uh, Tom, you can speak to this really well. How do you find out about bands before? Well, you know, there's a lot of ways. 
Yeah. You have some cool dude who's a little bit older, maybe maybe they're a year older, maybe they knew more. Maybe you got somebody who's a few right. years older. They tell you you got some zines, you got thank you lists, you got this, you got that. You you do the blind searching at record stores. The the current version of that probably is going surfing down some algorithm holes on on whatever <laughs> you like, right? But I think one of the coolest ways that I got introduced to stuff, and I think this is true to a lot of people was seeing a band I liked in the moment cover a band that influenced them or cover a band that they just liked and wanted to put on for, you know? And there's a part of me that also thinks that can be done too much. I don't want a band to come and play four originals and four covers per se. I want want originality. I want new stuff. I want creation. But I loved the experience of being young and hearing a band cover a song. And yo, if you're the kid who doesn't know the Gorilla Biscuits cover and everyone starts going nuts, one, bet bet it's a cool song to see live. Bet it's like fun. Like, oh, what was that? Two, you're like, damn, I better go check that out. <laughs> that seems pretty good. Uh, everybody knows that song and went nuts to it. Um, and I don't know if that's happening these days in the same way as it once did. Uh, it just kind of got me thinking about it and thinking about uh, what's out there. And I wanted to see what you guys thought and why, how do we get to where we are, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I still think there are, co- I mean, there's covers done a lot, but I think more now it's more, it doesn't seem as, as more of a, like a, a tr- like a tribalistic, like oh, I want you to, you know, we're going to cover yeah. this because we just love this band. Yeah, check out, check out this good shit. Should. Right? Yeah, it's. I mean, now it's like, which is, I mean, it, I, there's no harm in this, but now it's like, oh, you cover, you're, you're, you're doing whatever. Fucking a Hatebreed cover, like mm-hmm. you're guaranteed to get a big reaction. Everybody knows Hatebreed. Or if you do, you know, like there are bands out there. I can guarantee you that are doing turnstile covers. In 2023. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And it's like, are you doing Turns Out any favors? <laughs> like, I th- you know what I mean? It's like, oh, no, I think it, there's ways to, it's it's almost like a cheat code. Well, right. And that there's two, there's two primary reasons for a cover, and maybe you guys want to add this, but my two thoughts are, one, you love the song and you, you want to expose other people to it. Two, it's going to be a fun time if we cover the song, and a bunch of people are going to know it, and it's fun. Neither is neither is invalid. Both are totally legit, totally yeah. good reasons. I'm with it all the way. But I do think about that, and I go, okay. When I see, I've seen a lot of covers. You know, it's a weird thing to say. I do. Either of you like the band Pennywise? No, uh, no. And uh, g- given where I come from, it is not even really part of the canon. Uh, nope. Correct. Now, neither for now, me. When I moved to California, yep, exactly, they will tell you it's part of the, the national canon because it's, <laughs> it's like a state bird, right? <laughs> Yo, it, it really, oh my god, there's a state bird with the highest socks and lowest shorts you've ever seen. Um, they feel it's baked in because the epitaph, like SoCal punk thing, is baked into their whole DNA. I don't totally understand it. I'm not going to disagree with it, but I am going to say it. The first time I started going to shows when I, I moved to California, 
and the first group of shows I went to, I didn't see it. But then I started going to other shows, bigger shows, and I started seeing bands cover Bro Him by Pennywise. Oof. That's the only is that the hit? The only hit that's the only one I'm aware of. When I saw them play some giant festival that you know, that's that's the song they close with. That's the one that everybody's standing there. That's their that's their free bird. You know what I mean? Like in my head, Bro Him has more in common with the song Freebird than it does with fucking hardcore, okay? But but kids who attach themselves, I'm not mad at you. Adults who attach themselves to it, I'm just a little bit mad at you, but not that mad at you. It just the the thing that gets to me was that I was like, all right, this totally checks the boxes for this is fun. But it wasn't fun for me, so like, fuck me, right? Uh, two, I was like, so are we really out here trying to expose kids to Pennywise at like DIY hardcore shows? Like, y'all, you got to check this band out, Pennywise. And yo, if it's a good time, let the good times roll. Enjoy, enjoy. But um, it always struck me as weird. So I'm not, I'm not uh, dismissing the f- cover, fun cover for fun's sake. But yeah, I, there's also pretentious people that were like gonna oh. pretend, like do like the song that you know is not gonna get a reaction. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've known a ton of people to do that too. That's like you feel better about yeah, something. Yeah. Well, and that's that that vibe is like I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> there's a fella I know who literally like was the uh, British baking guide definition of a snooty. Like uppity shit, and like, like literally the most obscure thing was obviously the best thing, obviously, because the least amount of people knew it. So obviously, it's the coolest. Um, that energy never goes far in most people's books. So when I think of bands doing that, I think, well, shooting yourself in the foot to earn the the cred badge of one. Yep, that sucks. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Um, so here's my question when's the last time you saw a band do a cover that you were like yo that was lit and uh, like a hardcore band covering another hardcore band in a way to say hey this is good maybe a few of you know this let's go you know um, that you think maybe not everyone knew but were like given such a positive feeling from it it was like oh shit gotta check this out uh, that's a tough question I'm hmm. sure I'm forgetting somebody um, oh you know what right I want to say Scowl does a Misfit song. Uh, they do Attitude right now, yeah. And that's not my thing. Do you know what I mean? Like that wouldn't motivate me. But right, I think that it. I think that it grabs the, like certain audiences. It's like, oh, right, this is a fun fucking hardcore show, right? So, mm-hmm. and I also think the Misfits, to an extent, are timeless more than a lot of bands. You know, like I, not fully. I I think it's as dated as anything fucking comes, but like, I know that there's plenty of people that would disagree with me. So, uh, Tom, this is, we need a, we need a, uh, like a live producer who we can say, Hey, clip that for us because we need that, that clip of Patrick, uh, s- sort of kind of low key praising the misfits. It's, it's well, rare. I'm, I'm, I listen, it comes off in I'm in a van with somebody <laughs> who does not know me well. Name them. Well, well name them. Shame. This, them. This, is that Dookie? Dookie. Uh, yes. right. Who does not know me well. Uh, so they have questions for me, right? Like, do you like this? Do you like that? Right. What's your opinion on that? What and, the fuck? And, yeah. 
It, but it's fascinating. It's a fascinating look into like he knows every obscure like Texas fastcore band, and you know uh, heard Earth Crisis for the first time when I made him listen the other day. You know, so so it's just wow. like a different. It's a completely different like Wherever approach to yeah. the same type of music. You know, like That's like right. he's absolutely shocked when I don't know. He, he'll be like he'll be like what about shit? And I'll be like the band shit. We're like with the with the periods, and he'll be like. The yeah, acronym, yeah. and he'll be like, "Yeah," and I'll be like, "Yeah." I, I mean, I guess I know shit. He'll be like, "You guess?" Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm giving him way too much of a cholo accent. He would laugh at that. I, it's so and listen. He's got a little nice. bit of one, but <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if that you're the guy to make yeah. that decision. <laughs> you know what? I'll be go. Just you, let, you play guess. it for him and let him yeah, sign yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. You know you what know I mean? What? We'll just get his. We, this is done with permission. <laughs> We're good. Some, yeah, by the end of this episode, I want him on here. But you know. how funny is that? He's a he's a fucking school teacher, and I'm and I'm doing like some type of like '80s stereotype, like uh, you know, like racist casting. Right, and he's like cop played show. by Edward James Olmos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to National Lampoon's Axe yeah, to Grind. Anyway, it comes geez. to you from 1983. Anyway, yeah, I'm doing Cheech and Chong. Uh, so the the point is. He's like, you know, really shocked that I don't know or that I'm not like down with some of this stuff. And I find right. that really fascinating. Like, I, like, and just like the, uh, some of the kids in anxious weren't familiar, uh, with ink and dagger. I mean, to me, ink and dagger is kind of iconic, you know, like I understand it's not, it, it's, it's not on everybody's lips at all times, but it, it's in it, in their own. Well, Cause you're smart. It's me. a what? Because you're schmorty schmee years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm ancient now, so like I get. But I mean, I think to a 24 year old, they're like, "What?" I, listen, I get it. Yeah. I really do. I like, mean, been, like several members of the band were not born while Ink and Dagger was a band. Right. You know what I mean? And as we've talked about a million times, it's like maybe that's, most. That's that's just what nature Fair is, point. right? Like time marches on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more than anything. I'm really fascinated by it, right? Like, uh, I can only imagine what when I was getting into hardcore music, like what the old heads would have thought about my base of knowledge and things that I gravitated to. And it, it, it's just all interesting. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I think what that means is that most covers at this point that are aimed at me would kind of brick and mm. most c- covers yeah. that are aimed at a younger person than me are more likely to succeed in this moment. You know what I mean? So so like, I guess what I'm saying is in some respects, I am not the right person for this conversation. (laughs) Well, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, this is, this is why we're having the conversation. Go ahead. You, uh, me and you did a duet on a couple of years ago. Yes. Which by the way, Tom, I would, what would you say that was a younger skewing crowd? Uh, middle, 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 middle. Uh, and I, it went pretty well. It did go well. Uh, but Tom, if it was 10 years earlier, uh, it would have gone even more well. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Very true. Very true. Uh, younger band <clears throat> went on tour, uh, covered Inside Out, thinking this is going to pop. Not only did it not pop, it got zero reactions some nights and was like, ooh, that wasn't. The reaction was worse than our, you know, sixth best original song we Oof. played. Ooh, just age, man. It's it's interesting. So there's a few things I've come to. Uh, one, covers can be hard to figure out. 
two, the march of time has pushed what any of the three of us would consider classic hardcore further back. You know, uh, a friend's band started covering mental, and I know there's a grip of bands who cover mental. You know what I mean? And at first I thought, man, that's weird. And then I went, no, that's a band from 15 years ago. That's not weird. That's more normal. Like that's that tracks with a band that I saw in 1997 covering Minor Threat. So okay, okay, that's weird. So so you know, 80s hardcore, 90s hardcore is way back to the amount of reunions over the past 15 years has made it so. Why are you gonna do a Judge cover if you can just go see Judge? Yeah, that's a good point. Why are you going to do a GB cover when you can see GB every other year? And that's not a diss. Who do I rather see? Stage Dive X Kalamazoo or Gorilla Biscuits play New Direction? It's probably going to be Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> you know, they're probably going to do it uh, like they might They might be able to play that song pretty well. Um, and it's it's... Also, a, a kind of disconnect, uh, and I think there's bands who do who have done example. Uh, the Scowl covering Attitude is a good example. I think they're doing it really well. That's one of the things that prompted this idea. Um, but I, I think that you're almost just as likely to see a band covering a non-hardcore song. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, as a hardcore I, honestly, song at this point, and not that's not a diss. It's just like, hey, you know, this is yeah, maybe a cool song that we want to yeah, play. Here's, here's a hum track that we felt like you needed. Um, that's a good point. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the last few covers that I saw. Definitely the Scowl one. And I think from my experience, you know, if famously, I don't watch many, much, many of the sets of the shows that I am on, but, uh, when I saw them, it seemed to go well. Mm, mm. Tom, yeah. last memorable cover you can remember from a show you went to. Ah, <clears throat> uh, man. I know. Um, it's tough. Um, I saw contention doing indecision cover, and it was memorable for me. <laughs> cool. I thought that was awesome, and but I think that was one of the ones that we talk about. That it's like, hey, we think this song is cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll think the song is cool. It's, this yeah. wasn't it wasn't a home run. It wasn't like oh. you know. Here's where we. I mean, it didn't get a better reaction than any of their original songs. Yeah, but it was just cool to you know. For me personally, I thought that was really cool. I saw a band do a turning point cover not that long ago, and it was. It was neat, and I'm not the biggest Turning Point fan, but it was cool, and it, the song had good energy, and you know, it was that fun mix of the right amount of people knew it and were really excited for it, and other people were just like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, something's going. And that on. was kind of fun. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think who else has done like covers. I feel yeah. like covers of so many bands are like established mm-hmm. that like they're like, no, nah, I mean, do we really need to do a cover? Well, like, and that's the, right. Like you today did, like and then you today do glue with. Um, oh, Springer? I'm gonna say this with uh, with uh, uh, choke came and did glue with choke. Yeah. I'm gonna say this. I don't really spring a sang with somebody though. I, I, yeah, I don't big business or something. I don't really like it when the the like the very OG bands feel like the the need to do like period medleys. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't really like it. Um. What do you mean, like, 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 Youth of Today going, "Hey, we're going to cover old stuff yes. or what?" Like, it, they, they pretty much all do it. I think Negative Approach is the only one I can think of that 
I don't think does it. But they don't do any covers. Th- th- there's like yeah, they don't need to. <laughs> AF doesn't do covers. Oh no, AF does Iron Cross. Pop. Oh oh Jesus, that's right. And Iron Cross, but yeah, yeah uh, then we don't we don't. I mean, GB does usually like Young Till I Die or yeah, see, I, I, or Glue. Or, I don't need any of that. That's true. I don't need any of it, and uh, it's just like a matter of personal preference that like it makes it too feel too much. Now, look, they might have been playing that. That's too too on the time of the time kind yeah, of thing. It, but I mean, that's probably their favorite band, so it's it. like the equivalent Listen, of like some kid now being like, "Hey, we're gonna cover fucking Marauder." I fully yeah. get it. I just also think that it like makes it feel too much like an like an old like a like a playing playing like the review? hits oldies sort of evening which look it feels it like, does like feel in fairness like you're playing at a in fairness maybe that's what it is and maybe there's nothing wrong with it we hear you you know but for me it's like i i still look at these bands as being pretty vital uh so i don't i don't need that old old shit energy you know and they have enough songs; they don't need to do a cover. A lot of times, it's like we gotta like fill this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 30, thirty minutes slot. Uh, I, I I think I think there is a sincerity and a like, hey, let's just play the song we love kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not mad at it, but I also uh, the, I get worried that it feels trapped in amber. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, it's the same thing when I. You know, we talk about it, and you know, Marauder is a band that's probably as relevant now as it was 20 years ago, you know, in terms of influence and how excited people are about it. When did Master Killer come out, Tom? 95. So 27 years ago? Yeah. 28. I'm sorry. It's 2023. So um, that's a long time, too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. and I'm not mad about it. It's just um, it is interesting how these things run. What I like is whatever it is. I don't care if it's 400 years old or current or six months ago. When a song is being played to to try to expose someone to it because yo, I genuinely love it. I, I awesome, fucking love it. Think it's cool. Think it's just about the coolest way to expose anyone to something you like. You know. Two, um, I also really liked seeing, you brought up Youth of Today. One of the things, uh, there's a Youth of Today live in Europe CD called Take a Stand. It's like, I think it's from one or two shows. Maybe it's just one show. But they do a bunch of covers of, like they. I think they do a Gorilla Biscuits cover. They do a Judge cover. They cover a bunch of their friend bands. Oh yeah, that's, and I, slow down, dude. That's right. That's yeah. right. They they cover Chromax because just because they love the Chromax. But it, six ball, yeah, it, uh, that's right. And it's just cool as shit because it was like, hey, these are it'd be akin to uh, drug church doing a military gun cover, or you know, like a, a t- hey, we've done a bunch of shows with anxious. We're gonna do an anxious cover, you know. And it's a funny thing because I like that. Because it assume it doesn't assume your audience knows all the bands you associate with, but it's a hey, we're doing this exposure point thing, and uh, and I think that's kind of fun. I think it's kind of interesting, um, and I think there's still a way that that can feel vital and interesting and fun. Um, so I don't know. This is this is a uh, a plea to people listening to say, hey, what do you think? Are cover songs toast? Are they done? Are they something that's 
relevant, but we're just not seeing it? Is it happening at smaller levels? Is it happening just in different places? And how how should it happen? Should it be the way it was? Should it be something else? Should it just be fun for fun's sake? Because I'm down with any of those arguments. It's just it's kind of fun to chew on how different it feels now versus 30 years ago, almost 25 years ago, where that felt like a vital way to experience new music. Pat, if, would Murder Church ever do a cover? Uh, we've recorded some. Uh, off the- Boss tones. Yeah, yeah. We've- that would fucking dude. That would be a song that I think if you played would go over. I agree. Uh, you do it well. Like it's it's really fun. It's a fun song. I agree with all that. Everyone. Uh, it also got a few people into our band, which I think is really like a cool thing for a Nuts. cover to do. Awesome. Um, and one of the other stupid, stupid things from covers. That's a good way. <laughs> another way to get people into a band. For sure. You know how many people probably got into like stuff because of like Tony Hawk? Oh, it was like some Tony Hawk game that had like bands covering hardcore bands. Listen, like there are kids out there that found out Grill Biscuits because of Fall Out Boy covering. There are are bands that are popular now who got into hardcore because of the Tony Hawk soundtrack. And 100%. And listen, that is when Drug Church does a cover, that is exactly what I'm going for is. I don't expect this to be – I don't expect you to like this more than the original. But if you're not familiar with the original, this is a nice place for you to jump on and go, oh, yeah, I like that. Because What other ones have you done? Uh, we did Arc Welder. Uh, oh, well, actually, we've done a couple. We've done uh, – there's a BBC recording of us doing uh, the uh, Lemonhead song that is a Manson song. Is that uh, – uh, uh, bang oh. clang. Um, it's it's the Manson song is Big Iron Doors, but the Lemonhead song is uh, fuck. Um, now is that guy? Is that you guys being a little too precious? Uh, in which way? What do you mean? Like picking like a deep, a deep cut Lemonhead song instead of just being like, here's fucking found out about a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, no, no, no. That's like uh, it, 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 uh, so you can picture that song in in your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like I like songs that are very close, clang bang clang. Um, I think I like songs that are very close to hardcore songs naturally. Like there's a uh, there's that police song Peanuts that I think is just a hardcore song. Um, there's uh, even that Beatles song I'm looking through you is in essence just a fucking yeah. rough fucking hardcore song. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, I like I like songs like that and the uh, I think that. Uh, I think I could be wrong, but I think American nightmare covered that same song for probably for the same reason, you know, mm. uh, it's very close to a hardcore song. Uh, so I like that sort of shit. Uh, we, so we did that song. We did, uh, the arc welder song, uh, remember to forget. Uh, and we did the Boston's cover and I don't think I'm forgetting any, but, uh, I would like anything live. Say again. Anything live. Like it shows. We may have done, Clang bang clang. We've uh, yeah, we did clang bang clang on like one English tour, maybe. Um, I don't, th- and maybe we've done remember to forget. I don't remember, but we haven't done the Boston song yet. Um, people ask us to. I would in a heartbeat, uh, but without horns, you know, we were going to get horn players for uh, Sound of Fury, uh, but. Mm. Our horn player contact, uh, his people were like playing on Jimmy Kimmel or some shit like that. 
You know, horn players are in demand. <laughs> I mean, you know, how, come, how come GB can find two dudes to play the fucking off to the races thing every goddamn time? You can't find some folks to play once. Quite honestly, I think sometimes it's a struggle. Yeah. You'll sometimes see that desperate IG story post like, hey, do we know any <laughs> we know any horn players in Ogawala? Let's go. Yeah, I uh, would you do covers in the cover in the future? Like, do you think there's any songs that you would play live that? Yeah, you know what? You ju- you put me in a weird place. Uh, with, sorry. No, with this because I was just thinking, oh, how interesting that those no disrespect to the bands I'm going to say right now, even though I'm going to say that these covers are trash, but um, you know, when Hatebreed does like a covers record and I go, yeah, I go, yeah. what's the fucking point, you know? Uh, I mean, the point's obvious. Got a lot of people. Yeah, stuff. right, right. So the point's up. For them, I think that was the point. You get to play fun songs you always loved. Yep. And now there's some some metalhead that's heard of Sub Zero. Yep. 1,000%. Jamie's job is yep. done. Metallica got an awful lot of people into the Misfits. An awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, that's the thing, right? Is it, it's. Uh, uh, even if those, even if some of those are like victory record style contract fulfillers, you know, it's like, it's, it still kind of serves a purpose. And uh, I'm at the stage, like not to sound like, you know, more giving or like anybody needs me anyway, but I'm at the stage in my music career where if I can just turn some people onto some cool shit, I'd be pretty satisfied with, with my space and in, in the continuum of, <laughs> of music, you know, uh, I, so my bandmates really love negative comments, right? Like they'll read anybody's mm-hmm. negative comments about us and it, like, <laughs> they'll just get like, they're like gigglers. You know what I mean? Like they'll be in the backseat, like just giggling uh, about like something that somebody said about us. And I think you got a new social media thing. You can do like Jimmy Kimmel, get them to read the co- read. Oh yeah. Comments yeah that's true. For Instagram. Uh, your, your discord channel popping off with that. But, but the, the thing is like somebody was uh, going off on one where they were like, I don't know. I, I couldn't really grasp their point and it was given to me secondhand, but it was basically, you know, uh, drug church is pretend big because they do these, uh, tours with bands that are uh, hot or, or, or their same size. Right. And mm. I thought that that was like uh, such an interesting read because I bet I would have said something about a band like when I was, had no idea what the fuck was going on. Right. But I just was thinking like, you know, it's not like a zero sum game where I'm trying to be Metallica. Like, it's literally like you play the hottest shows you can. So you have the most fun. <laughs> you know what I, mean? right. I was like, right. But you still have to kind of kill it for those shows to be fun. Well, I, see, I, you know what? I, I, I don't even like, you ever play in front of 500 people that don't give a oh, fuck in my life. Oh, hell was fucking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> raw, raw it, but you know what I'm saying? I'd rather play in front of 40 kids going off than 500 kids being like, when are you guys? But, not? I, but I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm driving at is like, I, I always think it's, I'm sorry for the comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. It's just like bored. in that, in that like s- place where you find yourself in music, uh, you know, where you're kind of happy with what you've gotten done or you've gotten like, it, it, it's, uh, I, I just think it becomes this thing where like, I'm sure Hatebreed, look, Hatebreed is probably the most ambitious band I've ever seen in my life. Right. Like turnstiles accomplished great things, but I know those guys and they, they never said we're going to be the biggest band in the world ever. 
You know what I mean? Like that, ne- those words never came out of their mouth. They came out of the, they came out of Jamie Joss's mouth. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a real, like he did this by his own will. I mean, with other talented players, of course, but like it, it's, it's impressive. Everything about it's impressive, but he, uh, I have to imagine that. Yeah, you're probably right. That he was like, he said, you know, it'd be awesome. Uh, if we could, uh, have something out ahead of a tour, uh, uh, sell some t-shirts off of it and also get a few thousand kids into Marauder. And you know what? If I could do some shit like that, that'd be awesome. Not that I'm on Haybreed's level on any level. <laughs> anyway. Right, right, right. But it, it's cool. So you heard it here first, everybody. Uh, Drug Church, next record. Going to get hey, the Master Bruce. Killer songs because, as Patrick would say, if he can get a few thousand kids in a Marauder, his work here is done. Thank Downfall you. of Christ. <laughs>